Hey, hi, hello. What is going on? It is Ashley Gillen. You can also call me hashtag going Gillen, just like the name of the podcast. Um, and this is actually the actual real life humans podcast where typically I talk about you guessed it, actual real life human shit. <laughs> um, but um, probably as you all also know, I'm a huge fan of the challenge and I like to do challenge recap episodes for a couple reasons. One, I just like to document it. I like to talk about it. So it's my podcast. So I do that. Um, and then also too, right? It gives me an opportunity to meet new people, uh, to find friends that are into the same thing as I am. And you know, goes on like that. So anyways, um, I do have a runny nose, so I apologize in advance. I don't know what that sounds like in the podcast mic, but I'm sure it's disgusting. So I will try to not uh, sniffle, but can't guarantee anything. Um, So as I sniffle again, sorry. Um, Let me, I guess, level set a few things. One, uh, the new challenge season has started, right? So this is a recap of episode one for the challenge Double Agents. Two, there will be spoilers. Like I have said probably 14 times already, this is a recap podcast. So I will be talking about everything that I know, right, and saw happen in the first episode. Um, I will do my best to not read spoilers about like future stuff and ruin anything. But if you are completely spoiler adverse, um, maybe this is not for you because I cannot make any promises that I won't accidentally slip up and say something that I've heard about what I know is supposed to happen right throughout the season. But again, I'm doing my best to avoid that. Can't make any promises. So there will be spoilers. Let's just say that. Okay. This is a recap episode. There will definitely be opinion commentary. I am in no way claiming to be an expert. Um, in fact, my memory is pretty much trash. So I take thorough notes when I watch the episode um, and basically don't remember what happens episode to episode. It's really, really bad. But anyway, so here we go. Um, If you've not watched episode one, go watch it right now and then come back to the podcast after you're done. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Double Agents, the challenge season, I think 36, um, episode one recap. So I've never seen Beastmaster on Netflix. I'll be real honest with you guys. Um, But the way that Nam, I think his name is Nam, started out with his reaction when TJ gets out of that helicopter, I I died. I thought it was so, so good. Um, He says something like, I don't know who this dude is, but he gets out looking good and he looks like danger, right? I was like, I love it. So a couple of things that I've noticed over the last, you know, few seasons is that the challenge has gotten funnier. Um, I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but to me, it's gotten funnier. Also, the soundtrack has gotten a hell of a lot better. So um, Nam makes the comment about TJ looking like danger. And I was like, yes, it's pretty cool. Um, So basically the challenge starts once TJ shows up. We all know that, right? His entrance is absolutely epic. Um, And then we get right down to a challenge, which I love when they do that, right? Like they, MTV gave us that um, Monday night episode where everybody gets into the house and they kind of start settling in, right? So then whenever we jump into episode one, it's straight up like game time, right? I love that. Um, So TJ says that basically he's picked each one of these challengers because they either have a political, social, or competitive edge, right? And they're going to be these operatives, these undercover agents, right? We're going to call the challenges missions this time around, which I also like. Um, I think that's fun, right? I think we've called them missions a few times. Uh, We're going to continue to do that. So we're calling them missions. It's girls versus guys. Sorry, it's not girls versus guys. We're running in two heats. We're running all girls, girls against girls, and then all guys, guys against guys, right? So there will be a girl winner and there will be a guy winner. So 
Lolo Jones. She's an Olympic hurdler. Pretty sure she's like a gold medalist. Uh, Not 100% positive, but I think that's the case. She races up this hill when the women start their challenge, and she basically like flies. Devin makes a comment about her breaking the sound barrier, and it is very obvious that she's going to be like heads and tails. What is it? Leaps and bounds faster than all of the other girls. Tori is up the hill uh, not too much after her, so... You know, no surprise that Lola's the fastest up there. And honestly, I'm not actually surprised that Tori was like right behind her, right? We all know that Tori is a competitive uh, beast. She's really good um, in challenges typically. She's super athletic. Um, so anyways, Lola gets up to the top and she just kind of stands there a little bit, starts kind of running down. I don't know. And Tori comes up behind her and snatches it. So they're the top two right out of the gate, right? Um, we see Nicole who, I don't know if you guys know who she is, right? She's the one with like maybe the Long Island, uh, Staten Island. I don't know. Some island, New Yorker, Brooklyn, Boston. (laughs) I don't know. I'm from Texas. Uh, so I'm not so good with like all that, but she's got a a really super heavy accent. Oh, maybe she's a New York city firefighter. So maybe it's a New York accent, but anyway, she starts trying to help Lolo, which I don't really understand. Lolo didn't need any help. I don't really know what she's trying to do, but whatever. She starts screaming out colors to Lolo. It's strange. But anyways, all of that happens. There's a couple of girls who do checks, right? TJ comes over, says, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And then Anissa wins it for the girls, which I absolutely love. I will be honest. I started watching season 11 of the challenge on CBS All Access. And Anissa is a little bit crazy. I've only watched a couple, like the first four or five episodes of it, but I don't really understand like her MO. Apparently she's a villain in some of the earlier seasons. Um, but the last several seasons, right, I feel like she's kind of been like the girl's girl, um, kind of the mom of the house and has actually been like super funny and I'm, I'm liking her. So I love the fact that she wins. It's unexpected, right? Um, the guys run and Fessy wins it, not so unexpectedly, right? But before that happens, the best thing I have ever seen on the challenge ever. You guys, I promise. This is the best thing I have ever seen on the challenge ever. If you have never watched the challenge and you never intend to, that's totally fine. But at the very least, do yourself a favor and go Google CT throw shoe at Wes's face. And then you can thank me later. It is the funniest thing you guys I died it's so hilarious TJ dies laughing the way that MTV edited it out with CT grabbing the shoe chunking it behind him unknowingly right hitting Wes in the face and then Wes falling backwards and like a true you know theatrical situation it was amazing I laughed so I literally was crying I was laughing so hard so hilarious um anyways fessy wins for the boys we find out the theme of the show is going to be double agent and uh, that they're working in pairs so part of picking pairs right the winner the overall winner of the mission which happens to be anisa she was actually a minute faster than the guy's time than fessy which is super cool right anisa gets to pick first because she was the fastest um and she picks fessy so a lot of the guys are like looking down um trying not to make eye contact so that she wouldn't pick them and it really pissed me off um she has really well on these shows yes she has not won yet but she has made it a whole lot farther than most right and has certainly made it farther than any of the rookies would even know how to get to um i'm just surprised right that some of these dudes would really rather 
end up getting stuck with a rookie, right, or Nani, for example, than Anissa. Like that to me was irritating. I really don't get it. I know, right, in a final, if it's endurance, maybe she's not going to be the best, but you have to be able to get to the final. You have to get there, right, before you can win it. So if you can't even get to the final, then what good is it that you have the fastest partner to run the final with? So anyway, she picks Fessy, and in Fessy's interview, he's a total tool bag. I've never been a Fessy fan. It just is confirmed, you know, based on him acting like a child in this situation. He makes a comment about how Anissa probably feels like she won a $100,000 million lottery or some shit like that. Super annoying. He's not all that. What have you won, bro? Um, I think Anissa made a bad choice primarily because of Fessy's behavior, right? I just don't like it. Um, I think that the different interviews, right, between somebody like Darrell and Fessy really separates, like, the boys from the men. Darrell Darrell is like, you're going to pick me. I think she's going to pick me. Go ahead and pick me, Anissa. I'll ride with you, right? Like, pick me. And then Fessy, on the other hand, is like, she thinks she just won $100 million by getting to be my partner. Get out of here. So, anyways, I don't like Anissa's decision. Um, I think that she – you know, she could have picked anybody else in my opinion. But anyway, she picks Fessy is what it is. Um, I, strategically, I understand, right, if you want to have somebody from the Big Brother Alliance, if you want to be able to stretch it across, um, you know, by picking Fessy, you've got Corey, you've got, you know, Nelly, you've got. So I, I understand, right, if you go with CT, then really they're kind of the same player. But I don't know. I just didn't love it. So anyways, the rest of the teams are chosen with basically TJ saying, ready, set, go. And people start pairing up. Um, so we won't go through the list of pairs. If you want to see who the pairs are, go watch the episode or Google, right? But be careful if you Google it because you're probably going to find spoilers. So heads up there, but Corey and Tori, Corey and Tori team up right away. They're standing next to each other in the lineup. Like the guys are in the back and the girls are in the front and they just like grab one another. Like it's, it seems like an obvious team. I think it's a strong team. It makes sense. Um, I think that I heard a couple of people like Tori, Tori, you partnered with anybody like a couple of different guys wanting to partner with Tori, but Corey does, you know, snatch her up right away. Nani and Kyle end up teaming up, which I guess whatever, right? They're both decent players. I like Kyle. Um, They, you know, have friends typically in the game and that, you know, standard will get them to like three quarters of the game just based on their social game. Um, again, I like Kyle. I don't have any problems with Kyle. I hope that he goes far. Um, I'm not a Nani fan. It could be different this season, right? With Teresa back and her history, uh, with, you know, Nani, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then Kyle not having bananas there who typically he will team up with kind of, uh, so Nani and Kyle could be in for, you know, a world of hurt. I don't really know, but that is what it is. It's a popular team, if nothing else. Popular meaning like viewership popular. Um, I don't know how they're going to fare in the house. Teresa and Jay grab up pretty quickly, which could be a good pairing physically. Um, it's been so long since Teresa's been on a challenge. And then I think Jay's first season was last season when he took out CT, right? And then went out shortly after that. But could be a good pairing. I like it, right? It's a good one. Re- Wes grabs up Natalie from Survivor who Darrell seemed to be kind of approaching, right? Darrell was asking Natalie if they if she wanted to partner with him. And uh, Natalie was like, how many have you won? And then Wes was like, let me have you, right? Darrell is like the winningest um, in a row, challenger four in a row, I think. But anyways, Teresa says in her interview, like, I don't think Natalie knows what she's getting herself into partnering with Wes. And I literally could not agree more, which this episode just proved that to be true, right? So my favorite team up without a doubt beyond any shadow is Ashley and CT. If CT is playing the challenge, uh, one thing that you will find out about this Going Gillen podcast is that I will 
always be cheering for him. Um, he has been crazy. He has been in the most incredible, most amazing love story on the challenge. He has been, you know, the villain. He has been the victor. He has been all things. And he has always been my absolute favorite. So no surprise, Ashley and CT would be my favorite team. Uh, Cam, who I don't like, walks up to CT and asks him to partner with her. And he's like, why should I pick you? And her response, guess. No, really guess she says killa killa i can do everything that's literally her answer ct says cam why should i pick you and her answer is killa killa i can do everything i don't like it uh and ct is just like mm, nah and just like walks off finds ashley they match up it's a power couple oh show huge target absolutely they're the only pair with two champions like guy champion girl champion and with ct running the risk of actually taking the money from him i don't really know why he would want to work with her but you know if that's how the game plays out then that's you know might be something that he has to face down the line so um let's see cam and leroy uh you know they decide that they don't want to partner together josh and casey also decide that they shouldn't partner together and so basically josh being a big brother player right who probably has a strategic edge because that's how big brother works like they don't get to rely so much on their athletic abilities right they play silly games um and they're they're very strategic in how the game plays out um Josh suggests that Cam go with Josh and Casey go with Leroy and Leroy goes along with it. Cam says it's a great idea. Um, so, you know, if they can figure out how to make it work for them, that could have, that could be, um, a really good, really good move there. We'll see. Right. So no one ends up picking Lolo Jones. Uh, she ends up with Nam. I really am. I'm hoping that's his name, but I'm not hundred percent. And she's mad about it. Um, she makes a comment about like, none of them even, you know, approached me and I'm, you know, a, an Olympic athlete. <laughs> um, Devin ends up talking her off the ledge, building her up, making her feel okay about being Nam's partner. Um, it annoys me about Lolo because I just don't, you're a rookie, like whatever, you're an Olympic gold medalist, but you're still a rookie on the show. Like people may or may not even know who you are. To be honest, if somebody said this is Lolo Jones, I'd be like, who, you know, I don't know unfortunately <laughs> anything about so anyways not surprising that nobody picked her it annoys me her attitude about it um and but i did really like the moment right between lolo and devin it affirms that devin actually is a good guy um and i'm excited to see devin without bananas right getting to see how he's going to play a game that's not based solely around you know his issues and him infighting with bananas could really be very fun um so we'll see however i think i noticed um, this is not a spoiler. This is literally like my observation. It looks like Nicole, who ends up being Devin's partner, is wearing an arm wrap, like a sling in one of her interviews. And I'm like, did she get hurt somewhere? Because I didn't, she didn't get hurt in this episode that I noticed. Um, but if they're, you know, recording interviews, like just a couple days in advance, does she end up getting hurt in the next mission? Like, it, it was just interesting that uh, she's talking about like Devin being her partner and then being like fire and ice or whatever. Um, and she's got a, it appears to be a sling on her arm, but anyways, um, be interested to see what that ends up meaning for their game. So partners chosen, there's some other people matched up, but I don't, they don't really matter. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Uh, Darrell matches up with one of the Ambers, the really beautiful one with like the lights get the gorgeous Amber. I think she was from, um, she's, uh, that cowboy Caleb, Beast Mode Cowboy, I think, maybe dated her from Big Brother. But anyways, he pairs up with her. It's like the most beautiful pair up for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Darrell and Amber, I believe, 
B is her last name. But anyways, the two of them are phenomenal looking. Uh, we'll see how long they make it. But anyways, so the skulls are back in play. Uh, TJ tells the challengers that there are skulls again this season. Ten skulls. Um, I assume it's going to be five girls, five guys. I don't know that for sure. But um, last season, they didn't tell them how many skulls there were going to be. So the whole time they were like, is it going to be only four? Is it going to be five? Is it going to be eight? Is it going to be 12? You know, when do I have to go in? So everybody was trying to go in really fast. Well, knowing that there are 10 skulls in play, you kind of know about how long, right, a season is. You've got 30 people. You know you need to get down to 10. You know that that means 20 eliminations. You know, you know what I mean? So you can kind of gauge like, at what point am I going to be forced where I have to go in? Um, but you do have to go into an elimination to win a gold skull. Last time they were red skulls. This time they're gold um, to be able to qualify to run TJ's final. So just because you have a skull, though, it doesn't mean that you're safe. Um, you can be sent back in. And then I assume if you go back in, right, the person that beat you gets a, gets a skull. And then that skull goes back up for grabs. So. Anyways, um, okay, so back at the house, uh, we've run our first mission. We kind of have an idea of how the game's going to play. And basically, Cam has decided that because CT didn't pick her, she's going to convince the entire house that they should go big right out of the gate and pick CT, right? Um, so she says that they're the biggest threat. That's probably true. Um, Wes is not down for the idea, right, of them going first. He wants to play it safe. He wants for the game to kind of go rookies first, which seems like, you know, obviously Wes wouldn't want them to go big first because it probably makes him second or maybe third after Darrell. But really, like if you look at the lineup, right, it's basically Ashley, CT, Wes, Darrell are kind of your winningest players. Um, so if you're going big first and you want to get a new winner, then that's who you start knocking out. So anyways, I think that the, that Darrell might have a benefit of being so OG and having been gone for so long that some of the newer players don't really understand what a threat he's going to be. Uh, but we'll see, right, how he he shows up and performs. So um, maybe he won't have that big target that somebody like CT or West would have. So Corey obviously is obsessed with the idea going after CT first. It's literally been his MO like throughout all seasons i'm annoyed that fessy kind of seems like he wants to be Corey. like he's talking about doing it for his family and he's talking about you know going big first taking the big swing whatever um again wes is like let's just do the obvious thing um you know anisa and fessy because they're like the top agents right they get to vote so i get why anisa or they get to decide who goes in um, I get why Anissa would want to change up the status quo a little bit, right? Because the status quo hasn't worked for her in the past. She's done a lot of seasons and she has yet to win. So of course, right, she's thinking, I always get really far because I have these relationships with these awesome competitors. But then when it comes to picking the finalist, I never get picked. I always end up having to go in and then I lose. And you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm ready to change it up. So from Anissa's perspective, I totally get it. Um, but I don't think that CT would send Anissa in. So I think she should really consider CT a number. But I guess, right, if you can't win in a final, then what's the point in sticking around to go that far? Unless, of course, MTV is paying you per episode, <laughs> which they are. Like, there's some benefit to making it to episode, you know, 20 and still not winning as opposed to going out on episode four because you get rid of all your friends, right? So anyways, I guess if you can swing at CT do it. But as CT reminds us, you better make sure that you don't miss, right? So CT knows that everyone is voting for him and Ashley. And he starts going around and asking the house like, hey, who's voting for who? The only people that tell him the only person, honestly, that tells him the truth is Kyle. Uh, Nani says, I don't know about anything. And Kyle says, well, 
you know, I've heard that they're going to swing big and that probably means you. And then Nani's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So really and truly, like Kyle's the only one who is going to be honest to see honest with CT up front, which is funny because everybody talks about how Kyle's the biggest snake, but he's the only one literally who is going to be honest with CT. So um, Anissa straight up lies, says it's rookies all the way. And then, like I said, along with everybody else in the house, except for Kyle and then Nani, who is uh, forced basically to uh, tell the truth whenever Kyle does right in front of her. But I guarantee you CT is taking note of this, right? This this is not lost on him. So we go to deliberations. CT says, you know, in this game, like I said, if you want to take a shot at someone, it better be the right time because if you miss, you're going to show your cards too early and then things are going to get more difficult for you. He suggests that they play it cool. Um, he lets the wrestler kid know I'm going to vote for you. The wrestler kid, I think his name is Leon, Leo, Leo says, you know, obviously you're a threat. Look how big, how fucking big you are. And CT's like size, it doesn't matter. And then in an epic newbie, uh, move, uh, Leo says, I flip people twice your size for a living. Right. And I, uh, you know, shot heard around the world. Everybody was like, Oh, like, Leo totally stood up to CT, which is kind of a cool moment. Um, but anyways, they're kind of going back and forth. Cam steps in. It's like, I don't appreciate that you're in here trying to scare people. Um, you know, it's she's not going to do it for me this season. I can already tell you, if you're a Killa Killa Cam fan, um, this this season, listening to this podcast may not be for you because I'm, I'm not going to be here for it. But basically, CT knows right away that it's Cam and Leroy who are putting him in you know, and he just says, I'm taking notes, you know, the two headed snake, I got it, you know, so woo we right, like, I hope it doesn't come back to bite them hard, because CT knows, he knows it's them. And uh, yeah, so anyways, the votes, they go vote individually. Uh, basically, Wes and Natalie vote Gabby and Leo, and it seems like the rest of the house votes CT and Ashley show. So there's that leo literally says out loud show you that you don't mess with me like come on bro like the fact that leo is safe has nothing to do with the fact that he threatened or intimidated cp it's so stupid but anyways uh cam again may just be me being annoyed with her it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing she says you had a chance to be my partner and you didn't pick me and this is what happens Blech. so one of the twists of this of the season is that uh the uh, the operatives, the winners of the missions get incoming classified data. So Anissa and Fessy as the winners of the mission get to see who voted for who. Basically what they see in this one is not super telling, right? It shows them essentially that every single person that said they were going to voted for Ashley and CT. That's kind of it, right? They can decide if they want to tell the house or not. They decide not to tell the house, which again, not super informative, you know, um, on this one, but down the road, this could become like a thing. It could end up being really cool. So we go to the elimination. It's called The Crater. Um, I think last season I was worried that CT wouldn't get to go in to get a skull, right? That people would avoid putting him in. And now he's going in right off the bat, which is cool. Um, Anissa and Fessy have a chance to go in themselves. They obviously say not thanks, right? They're like, mm, that's okay. Fessy literally says, though, that if it was pole wrestle, he would go in against CT. And I completely call bullshit. The only reason he said that is because it's not a pole wrestle, right? Um, Leroy takes total credit for this whole situation. He says that he and Cam made a power move, right? Um, he's all excited about it. Anissa and Fessy have to send somebody in. Anissa says, you know, I'm not playing around anymore. I've been on the show for two decades. I'm sending in Wes and Natalie and Fessy follows suit. So we are set up for a CT versus Wes, right? Obviously CT slams Wes. There's no doubts there. 
Um, but we find out that uh, it's a girl's elimination. So, you know, Natalie says the house went big. So Anissa and Fessy went bigger as if like her and Wes are the bigger choice over Ashley and CT. Like get the hell out of here. But anyways, um, it's a girl's elimination. So CT and Wes basically get to just sit back and watch, which is hilarious to me because these losers think that they made this big, huge power move. And all that they did was literally take a swing at CT. And just like he warned them, they showed all of their cards and it was for absolutely nothing because both CT and Wes are coming back into the game with no blood on their hands, no damage, nothing. They just get to come back mad. It's not good. It's not good. So anyways, it's a pole, whatever. The girls are tied up to this pole by their hands and feet. They have to move from one end to the other. They look like roasting pigs. Natalie ends up winning it. Um, and CT tells Ashley, I'm going to get it. Don't worry. Right. In Ashley's exit interview, she's super emotional. Um, she says she makes a comment about like these people act like they're my friends, but they have secret hate for me in their hearts. And she's kind of choked up. And I'm not typically an Ashley fan, but um, that kind of got to me. Maybe it's seeing her with CT, but anyways, um, I felt bad for her. So she heads out, and then we're presented with the last twist of the episode. Uh, basically, the winner of the elimination not only gets a skull, but they also have to make a choice. So Natalie has to choose. Does she want to stay with her partner, in this case, Wes, take the loser's partner, in this case, CT, or take anyone else's partner? excluding the double agent. So she can't take Fessy from Anissa, right? So she has to pick a guy. She can either stay with Wes, she can take CT, or she can take any other guy in the house. Problem is that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> so we don't know what she's going to choose. So we're basically left with questions. Some people I saw were saying like, if they don't pick CT, I think CT even said in his interview, if she doesn't pick me, do I have to go home? Well, we know that that's not the case, right? Because we see in a coming soon, Wes and CT, right? So we know that they don't have to go home if they're left without a partner um, because no matter what she chooses, right, one of them would be left without a partner. But um, does it mean that maybe they can't go into an elimination coming up until they get partnered up uh, since there's no partners to vote? I don't know. I, I have no idea. But basically, I know that Wes and CT don't end up going home because I saw them in like a coming soon. So I don't know if she picks CT to go with, if she stays with Wes, if she doesn't want to shake stuff up. I think she'd be crazy. It's probably too early to take somebody else's partner. But again, I have no idea. Um, it might be a good idea to detach from Wes, but going just to CT, you're probably still just going to keep going in. So I don't really know if there's a good play for her here. Maybe just keep doing what you're doing. Stay with Wes and I don't know. Anyways, um, it's going to be a good season. I'm so super excited about it. Uh, basically, I'm hoping that CT wins the whole dang thing, like I said at the top. Um, and I hope that Cam and Leroy once again win zero dollars. Um, Cam keeps saying, you know, new champs, new champs, new champs. That's her goal is to get new champs, new champs, new champs. Um, and I'm just really not here for it. <laughs> I, I'm okay with, you know, the same champs just winning over and over and over again. I think that they've put in their time. Now, if Leroy were to get a win, I feel like he's definitely put in work as well. I'd be okay with that. Probably. I'd love to see Anissa win. I would love, love, love to see CT and Anissa go together, which is kind of why I was bummed that Anissa didn't pick CT because I would, like I said, love for that to be the matchup in a final, like the team in a final and see them go and win the whole dang thing would be so, so cool. Um, but that, you know, can't happen. I guess it can, right? They can end up switching around enough times to where Anissa and CT end up together. But anyways, Whatever happens, I hope CT wins the whole thing. I know this is going to be a super cool season. I'm really excited about it. 
Um, so yeah, this is episode one. It's only episode one. I hate having to wait. Uh, one reason why I like to watch like Netflix shows <laughs> and shows that have, you know, aired years ago is because you can just binge them. I'm totally spoiled by like binge watching TV, but we've got to wait for a week. Um, today I'm recording this on Sunday, so it's only three days away until season two or episode two. But anyways, that's episode one. Um, Ashley has been eliminated, leaving CT without a partner and Natalie with a choice to make to either, uh, go to CT, pick a new partner or stick with Wes. So we'll see what happens. Um, and that's it. Like I said before, this is Ashley Gilland. You can also call me hashtag going Gilland. And that was episode one recap of the challenge, uh, double agent. Love you guys. Peace.